We'd like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we have, of course, uh, more than three hours, three hours plus of some of the finest in jazz music. We hope that you can uh, stay around for... Some of the program, or if you're really uh, brave, you can stay for the whole thing. And, of course, uh, we're experiencing some really beautiful nights here in, uh, in Vancouver. And from uh, what I understand, we always deliver the, uh, the weather later on in the program. Um, we're going to have some uh, incredible summer weather for the next uh, 10, 12 days. Unbelievable. Well, it was a long time coming. This is what we hope for every year. So uh, get out and enjoy it. And uh, just what's nice about it is that it's happening in August, so the evenings cool down very nicely. And, uh, you know, you don't get that kind of uh, swelter that uh, sometimes happens. All right, getting down to business here are, of course, the first thing on our agenda is the jazz feature. And the jazz feature tonight is none other than the orchestra of Edward Kennedy Ellington, Duke Ellington. And the music that we're going to listen to was inspired by the first Stratford Shakespearean Festival which was held in Stratford, Ontario, and, of course, continues to this day. Ellington, um, it was a a festival of the arts, and they brought in, uh, the festival people brought in um, some jazz, some classical music, as well as, um, of course, the main feature was all these wonderful and um, eternal Shakespearean plays, much like our Bard on the Beach here in Vancouver. And um, at the 1956 festival, which was one of the, the early um, uh, Stratford Shakespearean festivals, uh, they had some jazz music, and uh, Dave Brubeck was one of the performers with his quartet, and um, also Duke Ellington and his orchestra. And so, of course, um, during the time that was there, Duke, um, having an interest in all art forms, of course, was totally intrigued with the beautiful setting uh, for the festival. And, of course, he was treated like, as he deserved, like royalty. And he saw a number of Shakespeare plays, of course, and enjoyed that. 
And somehow that inspired him to write a suite on, based on his impressions of some of the characters in the famous Shakespeare plays, like Hamlet and King Lear and all those plays that, uh, that we know. And uh, it took a long time for uh, Ellington to uh, put together this suite, uh, but he began to record the suite in August of 1956, um, doing the first couple of pieces. And um, this was not long after the Stratford Festival was over, but it took him almost um, a year to record the uh, 12 movements for the, um, for the suite. And it came out on an album on Columbia Records called Such Sweet Thunder. Of course, that is a quote from um, one of the characters in A Midsummer Night's Dream. And uh, Ellington was inspired to uh, use that as the title um, for this series, random series of um, suites um, or movements based on Shakespearean characters. Interestingly enough, there were no personnel changes in the orchestra uh, during this time when they started recording in August of 56 and wrapped everything up in May of 1957. The orchestra was very consistent, um, and all the people involved were all there at all times. And, of course, the orchestra was at one of its major peaks and uh, the personnel in the band, we'll just run it down very quickly. And on the trumpets, the high note specialist, Cat Anderson. We have Willie Cook. We have Ray Nance. And we have Clark Terry, who was also featured um, in the suites. Then uh, the trombone section, the great Butter Jackson, Quentin Jackson, uh, John Sanders, and Britt Woodman who was a very, very close friend with, of uh, Charles Mingus, a virtuoso trombone player. The saxophones, of course, were um, Johnny Hodges on alto saxophone, uh, Russell Prokop on clarinet and alto saxophone, um, Paul Gonzalez on tenor saxophone, Jimmy Hamilton, of course, the clarinet specialist, who also played the tenor saxophone, and on baritone saxophone, Harry Carney. And in the rhythm section, Jimmy Woody on bass and the great Sam Woodyard on drums. And, of course, Ellington conducted the band and played the piano. So that's the rundown of the personnel. And this suite was recorded, as I said, over... Um, it took almost a year for it to uh, all come together and coordinate it on a single album. And so we're going to hear the 12 movements from such sweet... Thunder. Ellington, of course, composed this along with his alter ego, Billy Strayhorn. And they, they simply put their heads together and composed all of this music. And, of course, um, Strayhorn and Ellington were, were so close, it's hard to tell who composed what. <laughs> um, basically, they were given credit uh, for all of the pieces, and uh, it was really a a labor of love for Duke Ellington and Billy Strayhorn. 
So, the movements, the 12 movements we're going to hear. The opening movement is Such Sweet Thunder. That's the opening movement. Then movement number two is called Sonnet for Caesar. Of course, Julius Caesar. Movement number three is entitled Sonnet for Hank Sank. Sonnet for Henry V, of course. Sonnet, sonnet, uh, sonnet. Uh, movement number four, a very obvious, Lady Mac, of course, Lady Macbeth. Um, movement number five is Sonnet in Search of a Moor. Of course, that would be, yes, <laughs> you know that one too. Anyone familiar with Shakespeare should know these references. Um, Movement number six, the Telecasters. Movement number seven, up and down, up and down. It, I will lead them up and down. And, of course, that was uh, the character Puck. And movement number eight is Sonnet for Sister Kate. Movement number nine, of course, is about Romeo and Juliet. And it's a very beautiful uh, movement, features... Johnny Hodges on alto saxophone, the star-crossed lovers. Movement number 10, Madness in Great Ones. And that, of course, is about Hamlet. And movement number 11 is called Half the Fun. And movement number 12 is entitled Circle of Fourths. And that features a tremendous tenor saxophone solo by Paul Gonzalez. Anyway, without further ado, the suite in 12 movements, inspired by the Canadian Shakespeare Festival, Stratford Shakespearean Festival, and the music by Duke Ellington and Billy Strayhorn and, of course, the Duke Ellington Orchestra. Our jazz feature for this evening Sit back and enjoy this incredible music by this um, amazing orchestra.
And with that amazing <laughs> saxophone solo, Taylor saxophone solo by Paul Gonzalez on a piece of music called Circle of Fourths. That is the 12 original movements from the suite based on Duke Ellington's experiences watching plays and performing in the 1956 Shakespearean, Stratford Shakespearean Festival, uh, which took place, of course, in Stratford, Ontario. And this inspired Ellington to, over um, about a year, to uh, put this suite together and, um, and record it for Columbia Records. And it came out on a wonderful album called Such Sweet Thunder. And we heard a whole variety of... Um, different movements uh, in this and, of course, an uh, incredible variety of solos as well by the different members of the uh, Ellington organization. And uh, I ran down all the names. Um, there's no changes in personnel, even though this um, sweet Ellington started writing this stuff and recording it. Um, the first recording was August 7, 1956, and uh, it finished up on the 3rd of May, 1957, so almost a year of um, recording uh, all these 12 uh, movements that make up this suite. So I certainly hope you enjoyed this unique music by one of the most unique orchestras in jazz history, the Duke Ellington Orchestra. And of course the people heard, we heard uh, in the trumpet section, I mentioned uh, Cat, Han Cat Anderson, who was the high note specialist, Willie Cook, Ray Nance, and, and Clark Terry, who soloed on various pieces. On trombones, Quentin Jackson, whose nickname is Butter because of his sound, uh, John Sanders, and Britt Woodman. 
And in the saxophone sections, of course, we heard the wonderful Johnny Hodges, uh, Russell Prokop, who played clarinet and alto saxophone, and then Paul Gonzalez on tenor saxophone, Jimmy Hamilton on clarinet and tenor saxophone, and Harry Carney, of course, on baritone saxophone. The bass player was Jimmy Woody, and the drummer, of course, was the great Sam Woodyard. And Duke Ellington played the piano, conducted the orchestra, and the suite was written by Duke and his alter ego, Billy Strayhorn. Twelve movements, all dedicated and inspired by characters in Shakespeare plays. We, the, the term, the, the title, Such Sweet Thunder, came from a, um, a line in Midsummer Night's Dream, and uh, that's how Ellen, Ellington decided to call the suite that. And uh, the first movement was Such Sweet Thunder, and that set up everything up. Movement number two, Sonnet for Caesar, and uh, two number three is Sonnet for Hank Sank. And the sweet kind of waltz we heard was very benevolent, and I guess this was before she went nuts. <laughs> A sweet number four was Lady Mac, of course, Lady Macbeth. And uh, then dedicated to Othello was um, movement number five, Sonnet in Search of a Moor. And uh, then movement number six, The Telecasters. Movement number seven, Up and Down, Up and Down, I Will Lead Them Up and Down. And, of course, that was the character Puck. And um, then movement number eight, Sonnet for Sister Kate. Movement number nine featured the beautiful alto saxophone of Johnny Hodges, and of course, uh, this tune um, became an independent classic from this uh, suite, and it was entitled The Star-Crossed Lovers, and of course, dedicated to Romeo and Juliet. And then, of course, uh, movement number ten, Madness in Great Ones, and of course, that was inspired by Hamlet. And then movement number 11, entitled Half the Fun, and movement number 12, featuring that amazing tenor saxophone solo by Paul Gonzalez, the final movement, Circle of Fourths. So that's it. And uh, that was the sweet, such sweet thunder, Duke Ellington and his orchestra. All right, you are listening to The Jazz Show. Coming up next will be uh, an amazing, inspired performance by Sonny Rollins. And uh, we'll hear that in a few moments. Just like to remind you that you are listening to The Jazz Show, in case you haven't figured it out, on CITR 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be right back after these... Uh, salient messages with some Sonny Rollins. Rogue Folk Club and BC Entertainment Hall of Fame proudly presents the Special Pioneer Awards in order to celebrate those who represent artistic excellence in British Columbia. This year's inductees are folk musician Linda McRae and longtime CITR programmer Steve Edge. The award ceremony and concert will feature performances from Fat Beckman and Linda McRae. The event will take place on September 4th, 7.30pm at St. James Hall. Tickets will be sold for $24 each. 
You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Sonny Rollins. This um, was never issued uh, commercially, this particular performance. It took place at uh, Aix-en-Provence in France, March 11th, 1959. Rollins was on a tour of Europe, and it was his last uh, go-around before he took um, a couple of years off um, for a sabbatical. He stopped playing publicly and... um, practiced every day on the Williamsburg Bridge in New York. Of course, that's been written about and uh, decided to uh, clean up some uh, uh, personal habits that were bothering him. He quit drinking uh, entirely. He wasn't a heavy drinker, but he he decided not to touch alcohol anymore. And, of course, the hardest thing, and he told me that himself, Sonny Rollins, don't don't forget, in the 50s gave up. uh, He was addicted to heroin for several years and, and, and cured... Um, amazingly enough, um, stopped without any help, uh, just through sheer will, beat that addiction. But he told me himself that the hardest addiction he ever ever had was more than alcohol and and heroin, was cigarettes. And, uh, of course, uh, he gave up smoking during this period. Anyway, this was his last um, tour before deciding to um, his his wife Lucille um, had a very very good job, and and Sonny said, you know, I, I would like to stop uh, uh, playing publicly after he returned home after this tour. Uh, he said, I want to reevaluate my own playing. I don't think I'm as great as people are saying. Um, Sonny always was, was very modest and very self critical, and I, I I just want to improve, and I want to improve my health and lifestyle and all that kind of stuff. And she said, yeah, we can do this. And um, so Sonny left the scene for a couple of years and, of course, uh, made a magnificent return in 1962. And, of course, um, took several sabbaticals uh, after that, too. But this was the most publicized one. But this is just before his sabbatical. This was his last uh, uh, tour. And as I said, when he went home, um, when he arrived home after this tour of Europe, uh, that's when he he, uh, he he took his break. But this performance is pretty incredible, and it's with um, bass player Henry Grimes, which who was his main bass player at the time, and Kenny Clark, who, of course, by that time, Kenny Clark had become uh, an expatriate and had been living in Europe for many years. But he was, he and Sonny, of course, were associated um, in the early days in the 50s on many, many important records, including recordings with Miles Davis. And, um, and then Kenny Clark decided to live in Europe. So it was kind of a reunion. And this was um, done at a, uh, a small club. And Sonny, of course, uh, just came out. And, and of course, he, he is a master of spontaneity. And uh, the guys probably had no idea what he was going to play until he just mounted the bandstand and, and, and called the tune. And the tune is 
uh, Dizzy Gillespie's famous composition called Wooden You. It was one of the first modern jazz tunes. Uh, it was written in 1944 by Dizzy. And um, it's a favorite of Sonny Rollins. And it's, it's very interesting how, how it starts because Sonny didn't plan anything. They just, he just called the tune and Kenny Clark started uh, giving him a, it has a, the tune has a Latin feel. And you can hear at the beginning uh, of this, um, Sonny's kind of deciding, he's on, a little bit on sea legs, uh, uh, deciding which way this tune is going to go. And, um, and then all of a sudden everything comes together and Sonny delivers some incredible saxophone playing. So I hope you enjoy this performance. This is uh, truly spontaneous. So it's Sonny Rollins on tenor saxophone, Henry Grimes on bass, and Kenny Clark on drums. And wouldn't you... Oh, yeah. 
That, ladies and gentlemen, was the orchestra Sun Ra and his orchestra. And that was a um, piece of music featuring tenor saxophonist John Gilmore. And I consider that one of uh, Gilmore's most um, incredible performances. And, of course, the, uh, with the Sun Ra orchestra, with uh, Sun Ra, of course, conducting from the piano and all the other uh, folks in that band, including uh, Clifford Jarvis on drums and Ronnie Boykins on bass and then all the other members uh, chiming in. But that was essentially um, a piece of music that featured um, the great late John Gilmore on tenor saxophone. He was one of the mainstays in uh, Sun Ra's um, entourage of musicians and that was a piece of music called Dancing Shadows that was recorded in um, in concert in May of 1966 and before that we heard some uh, tremendous playing by Sonny Rollins along with Henry Grimes on bass and Kenny Clark on drums and it was kind of a reunion between uh, Sonny Rollins and, and Kenny Clark and we heard Sonny do uh, variations on a great Dizzy Gillespie composition called Wooden You. And that was recorded in France at a small club um, and in March of 1959. Sonny Rollins. You are listening to The Jazz Show. And I, I thought uh, somehow I was reminded, I listened to the Sonny Rollins uh, thing today. Um, at home, and I thought, no, I'm going to play this on the show. This is a great performance. And somehow it reminded me of um, John Gilmore um, and Sun Ra, so I thought that I would put two of them together, and uh, two great performances by two incredible tenor saxophone players. Sonny Rollins, of course, who was extremely well-known, and John Gilmore, who deserves to be 
more widely known, but he was a very, very respected musician and uh, one of the great voices of the tenor saxophone. All right, you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR. My name's Gavin Walker, and we're going to continue with some music right now. Um, we'd like to remind you that we're also on the computer, which is www.citr.ca. We're going to play something which um, kind of harkens back to the um, early modern jazz days, and yet these these are musicians or the, uh, are musicians that were carrying on that tradition. And my good friend and uh, wonderful saxophone player who is still with us, Charles McPherson, is here with his best friend, Lonnie Hillier, on trumpet, the late, great Lonnie Hillier. And um, Lonnie and Charles, um, I met them when they first came to Vancouver with Charles Mingus uh, in 1961. That was a long, long time ago. And um, Charles and I have uh, maintained a good friendship over the years. And unfortunately, Lonnie Hillier passed away in 1985, extremely fine trumpet player. And both these musicians worked with Mingus. Mingus loved um, um, these, these two players because they enhanced his music. And he never had any complaints about either of them. Anyway, this is Charles McPherson leading a group of musicians, including Lonnie Hillier, of course, on trumpet, Barry Harris on piano, Ron Carter on bass, and Charles' favorite drummer at the time, Leroy Williams. And this is recorded in 1971. This is a Charlie Parker composition. It's called Bird Feathers. Boy, that doesn't sound good, does it? No, that uh, something, something's up with this CD player. I'll have to try. Uh, <laughs> I think what I'm going to do is put that in a, another player and play it a little later on in the show. So we're going to deliver something else now. No, I always feel bad when I give you a, give such a big buildup and then we can't hear the music. But uh, I will uh, test it out and maybe we can hear that uh, a little bit uh, later on in the show. And uh, after that build-up, <laughs> I'm going to definitely uh, try and deliver it. Some of the CD players can sometimes be a little, uh, a little insensitive. And um, so we're going to play something now that uh, I haven't really decided on, but uh, give me a moment and we'll take care of business and we'll let you know what we're going to hear for the next little while. All right, this is um, a piece of music by uh, trumpeter Kenny Dorham, and it's called Blue Spring, and we hope this one plays all right. Well, that doesn't sound good either. That's, that's crazy. I don't know what's wrong with the players this evening. All right. We're going to take care of this. Let's hope this one sounds good. This is a West Coast um, group recorded in Hollywood 
in June of 1957 and is led by the great legendary drummer Stan Levy. And uh, Stan on drums, Connie Condoli on trumpet, Richie Kamuka on tenor saxophone, Lou Levy on piano, Monty Budwick on bass. And this is a composition entitled Stand Still, written by Richie Kamuka. And we hope it plays <laughs> decently on this player. Here we go. Thank you. 
We hope you uh, enjoyed those two tunes by drummer Stan Levy, one of the few. He was a, a legendary figure and one of the great uh, early modern jazz drummers. And, uh, of course, uh, really um, one of the, I think, unacknowledged um, early jazz pioneers. He played with Dizzy Gillespie and Charlie Parker and all kinds of people and um, then spent many, many years doing uh, jazz and studio work in, uh, in Los Angeles and one of the first call drummers. And uh, he recorded a few albums under his own name, and this one is particularly appealing. And at least we could play it on our CD players. <laughs> We've got two really deluxe players, and they're they're really really fussy. And um, um, sometimes you know CDs that sound good uh, at home or in the car and so on. You bring them to the station, and they they uh, they don't sound good. So I had to bag those uh, those two things. But I uh, anyway. Getting back to this one, uh, Stan Levy on drums uh, with Richie Kamuka on tenor saxophone, the great Conti Condoli on trumpet, Lou Levy on piano, and Marty Budwig on bass. And uh, we heard two tunes from this album. came out on Mode Records and was recorded, recorded in 1957 in Hollywood. And uh, the first tune was a Richie Kamuka composition called Stand Still, and uh, the second tune was kind of a classic written by a guy named Floyd Wilson. And it's an old tune called Old Man Rebop. And um, that's what we heard, the Stan Levy Five. All right. Now, I talked about this Charles McPherson album, and we tried to play it, and it sounded awful. Um, but we're going to play it now, and hopefully on this secondary player, uh, we'll get a decent take on it. So this um, is Charles McPherson on alto saxophone, Lonnie Hillier on trumpet, Barry Harris on piano, Ron Carter on bass, and Leroy Williams on drums, and Charlie Parker's Bird Feathers. So here we go. Thank you. 
Well, those were uh, two tunes that uh, we weren't able to play on one of our CD players, but they uh, were able to play on some others. So uh, we did get them out there. So I hope you enjoyed those two tunes. The first one was by alto saxophonist and good friend Charles McPherson, along with Lonnie Hillier, the late Lonnie Hillier on trumpet, Barry Harris on piano, Ron Carter on bass, and Leroy Williams on drums. And um, we heard Charlie Parker's great tune, up-tempo thing, and uh, uh, very exciting piece of music, Bird Feathers by Charlie Parker. Then the second piece of music was by trumpeter Kenny Dorham, and that featured um, Kenny and Julian Cannonball Adderley on alto saxophone, and uh, in the ensemble, Cecil Payne on baritone saxophone and David Amram on French horn. Cedar Walton on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Jimmy Cobb on drums. And that was a, um, a very simple blues written by Kenny Dorham called Simply Blue Spring. And it's the title of this album. And it's um, Kenny Dorham date featuring Cannonball Adderley on alto saxophone, one of the great masters of that instrument. So we hope you enjoy those two pieces that, uh, well, as I said, I'm glad we got them out there because um, I didn't think we were going to play them. But I tested them out, and they, they worked on other players. So there you go. You know, some CD players are really fussy. All right. We're going to carry on and uh, just tell you that you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9. Or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and I hope you're enjoying the music this evening. And we'll be back with some uh, a tribute. It's a birthday tribute to one of the great musicians of all time. And he happens to be a Canadian. He was born in Montreal on this day in 1925. And uh, if you guessed Oscar Emmanuel Peterson, you were right. And you win a big prize. All right, we're going to be hearing some Oscar Peterson right after these messages. Legendary Venezuelan ska band, Desorden Publico, will be celebrating 31 years of trajectory at the rickshaw. Desorden Publico will be performing their dancing music for the first time in Vancouver, Canada, bringing 11 musicians, including founding members Horatio Bianco and Jose Luis Capliz Chachin, will do an extended concert with local stars Los Virios, Santa Lucia, along with Venezuelan locals Caracas and guests. On August 20th, cities around the world will participate in the 5th Annual Yogathon. This August, rise for a cause with hundreds of others around the world who believe in staying fit, having a good time, and helping out with a worthwhile goal. Funds raised from Yogathon will support Care for Children, a program dedicated to providing free education to rural youth in India. More than 40,000 children have been educated through their schools, so rise to the occasion and earn some good karma. Learn more at yogathon.org.
have some really good news about the weather. It's just going to continue being beautiful for the next 10 or 12 days. Unbelievable. So tonight is, uh, and the nice thing is that it is happening right now in the month of August. So that means that the evenings are going to cool down nicely so that uh, if people have to sleep, they can sleep in comfort in, instead of, uh, you know, high heat and uh, humidity and sweating and all that kind of stuff. Just open a window and let that fresh air um, come in. And it's nice and cool in the evening. And, of course, solid sunshine throughout uh, well, the next 10, 12 days, maybe longer. So that's basically the forecast. Uh, tonight is clear with a low of 15. Tomorrow will be tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. One word, sunny. And temperatures will be between uh, 14 and 15 in the evening and 23 and 28 um, during the daytime. Maybe even a little warmer uh, Thursday and Friday. So um, just enjoy the weather because uh, it's here. It doesn't last all that long, but uh, who knows? This is going to be a nice long stretch of, uh, of great weather. So get out and enjoy it and do what you have to do and uh, have a ball. And uh, this kind of weather really promote, promotes uh, good mental and physical health as well. All right end of lecture <laughs> just the weather all right um i just like to mention two great websites uh as i usually do that are uh, pertaining to jazz music and one of them is the website of the coastal jazz and blues society and that's a great website to get onto. and um there's all kinds of links on there you can find out the schedule at uh, their club which is uh, a frankie's jazz club uh, located on Beatty Street. There's all kinds of uh, great things happening there. And Corey Weeds is the choreo choreographer of uh, the music at, uh, at Frankie's. And uh, he's got lots of uh, neat things coming up. The schedule is on coastaljazz.ca. And, of course, they have um, up-and-coming events happening as well. So the coastal jazz folks don't sleep. Uh, they're, they're working on next year's jazz festival already, and, of course, they, they have uh, other um, non-jazz festival events coming up. And, of course, Frankie's is a very important part of uh, Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. So get onto their website. That's coastaljazz.ca. And uh, check around the links. You can make reservations. You can buy tickets, all kinds of stuff right on the website. It's very simple. Another fine website, is, of course, is Brian Nation's. Uh, website, which is vancouverjazz.com, and um, all kinds of interesting links on that site, and that's been, uh, oh, that's been around for a, quite a while, and has lots of uh, regular folks that uh, contribute to that website as well. So, coastaljazz.ca or vancouverjazz.com. One more thing. I'd just like to mention my good friend Ken Speller, who is a wonderful music teacher. He has a, a business called Music at Home, and he will teach you. He, uh, he's an excellent player and a very, very fine teacher. He spent many, many years uh, over in Japan teaching and playing music, and he's very, very accomplished on all of his instruments, the clarinet, the saxophone, the flute, 
and um, he can teach you uh, at home. It's exactly what he does. He comes to your house and uh, gives you a lesson, and uh, and that's it. And you carry on, you practice, and do what he says to do, and <laughs> you instantly you become a musician yeah, after uh, 20 years of hard practice. So there you go. But, uh, no, he's a very fine teacher, but he's also a very fine repairman as well. So he, he does all kinds of things. He's... Um, if, if you do play the saxophone, the flute, or the clarinet, you know that you have to maintain these instruments for for uh, for you to sound good. And uh, Ken is an excellent repairman. He has his own shop right in his home, so he doesn't charge uh, huge exorbitant funds to uh, um, or uh, huge exorbitant fees to uh, repair your instrument. And um, very reasonable and uh, very sympathetic to uh, uh, folks that don't have a whole lot of money. And um, he will take care of your musical instrument, keep it in shape, like a good mechanic does with a car. And um, as I said, doesn't charge you an arm and a leg. So he can be reached at 778-800-1933. That's how to get hold of him by phone, 778-800-1933. Or you can email him at kspeller, K-S-P-E-L-L-E-R underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. kspeller underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. All right, back to music. And this time, Oscar Emmanuel Peterson, one of the great great musicians in jazz history. As I said, he was born in Montreal this day in 1925 and passed away just a few years ago. We're going to pay tribute to Oscar by playing some some of my favorite uh, Oscar Peterson performances, and we're going to begin with one that I've always liked. This thing is just so good. It's called Blues Etude, and it was recorded uh, back in 1966, uh, when Oscar Peterson was using Sam Jones on bass and Louis Hayes on drums. They were his working trio uh, of the time. And uh, this piece of music is just so delightful. And just, um, yeah, it's a perfect performance. Oscar Peterson, Blues Etude. <laughs> Thank you. 
two incredible performances by gentlemen we're paying tribute to right now, the great Canadian pianist Oscar Peterson. And uh, we heard two tunes. We heard first one called Blues Etude, and that was uh, with his trio with uh, Sam Jones on bass and Louis Hayes on drums. And the second was a solo piano excursion into Juan Tizal's great tune, Perdido. And Oscar just doing everything imaginable on the piano. We're going to listen to his trio now with uh, Sam Jones again on bass and Bobby Durham on drums. And this is um, a medley of two tunes uh, that we're going to listen to. Um, The first one is called Waltzing His Hip. And it's um, a tune written by Ray Brown, and uh, who was uh, uh, often um, the bassist for uh, Oscar Peterson. They went back a long time. Um, but he wrote the tune. And uh, the second tune is a very familiar tune written by Duke Ellington. Everybody knows Satin Doll. So this is a medley of, of two tunes with, um, as I mentioned, Oscar Peterson on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Bobby Durham on drums.
Oscar Peterson uh, performing for a, a small, intimate audience um, in Villingen in Germany. And um, that was a performance with Sam Jones on bass and Bobby Durham on drums. And we heard two uh, tunes, a medley of two tunes, um, Waltzing is Hip, and then we segued into um, the great Ellington Standard Satin Doll. And Oscar Peterson just uh, playing everything possible uh, on the piano. We're going to wrap up our tribute to Oscar Emmanuel Peterson, who was born today in 1925 in Montreal and uh, passed away a few years ago. This is Oscar with the great Lionel Hampton. And uh, this goes back a number of years, but this is an incredible performance. These um, Oscar and, and Hamp, both virtuosos, and uh, they go after one another on this piece, which is uh, they, they chase each other down and match. Um, Hampton is no slouch when it, when it comes to uh, um, technique. He's, he wasn't afraid of anybody on, on his instrument, the vibes, of course, and Oscar Peterson on piano. Ray Brown is here on bass and playing um, brushes throughout the whole performance is the incredible Buddy Rich on drums. And here is the airmail special.
Well, that was a pretty wild ride. The airmail special written by Benny Goodman and a whole bunch of other people and was a standard uh, tune in the swing era and, of course, always a specialty of uh, Lionel Hampton. And this was Lionel Hampton and Oscar Peterson together chasing one another down and uh, two incredible virtuosos. As a matter of fact, all those guys in this particular band Ray Brown on bass and the great Buddy Rich on drums and, of course, Hampton on vibes and Oscar Emmanuel Peterson on piano. And uh, closing our brief tribute to this uh, great Canadian musician, Oscar Peterson. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the airmail special. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR. My name's Gavin Walker. We're going to carry on with a bit more music for uh, a while. And, uh, of course, you can check us out on the web as well, citr.ca. Our podcasts are up on there, of course, and um, you can, you know, go back to shows that you may have missed or um, were interested in and um, couldn't get to at the time. You can always check out our uh, great uh, selection of podcasts on The Jazz Show. Here is uh, the late, great trumpeter who was a good friend of mine, Ted Curson. Ted Curson uh, recorded, spent a lot of time in Europe uh, and, of course, really made a name for himself when he was part of uh, Charles Mingus's jazz workshop. And as a matter of fact, Mingus is going to be our jazz feature artist next week. And Ted Curson is going to be in that band. And I've got a few uh, stories to tell you about uh, some of the things that Ted Curson told me when he was with Mingus. And, uh, of course, being with Mingus is always an adventure. Anyway, Ted um, plowed a furrow uh, with his uh, own career in music and made some very nice albums, including this one, which was done in New York City in March of 1965, and it's called The New Thing and the Blue Thing, and it featured uh, Ted's working band. Uh, Ted on trumpet with Bill Barron on tenor saxophone, Georges Arvinitas on piano, the great French uh, pianist, Herb Bushler on bass, and Dick Burke on drums. And this is a composition by Ted Curson called Straight Ice. Thank you. 
two pieces of music from this rather rare album by trumpeter Ted Curson called The New Thing and The Blue Thing, recorded uh, in March of 1965 in New York City with Ted's working band. Ted Curson on trumpet with the late Bill Barron on tenor saxophone, Georges Arvanitas, the great French pianist, Herb Bushler on bass, and Dick Burke on drums. We heard two compositions, both by Ted Curson. The first one was called Straight Ice, and uh, the second one was called Elephant Walk. Ted Curson, and he'll be part of our jazz feature next week because he's going to be part of Charles Mingus's jazz workshop, and uh, that's going to be our feature next week. It's uh, a great recording by um, a small Mingus jazz workshop with Ted Curson, Eric Dolphy, Mingus, and Danny Richmond on drums. And um, some absolutely incredible music. The album that we're going to be featuring is called Mingus Presents Mingus. And we hear him uh, introduce all the tunes on the album as well. So that's going to be our jazz feature next week. Right now, some very important recordings that came out in the very, very early... As a matter of fact, they were recorded in 1949, and um, they were among the very first recordings issued by a new label called Prestige Records. And, of course, that went on to become one of the most important uh, jazz labels, along with Blue Note Records and Riverside Records. Prestige was right up there. And this is with a group led by the legendary pianist and teacher Lenny Tristano. And it features Lee Konitz on alto saxophone, Billy Bauer on guitar, Arnold Fishkin on bass, and Shelley Mann on drums. And these are some um, these are compositions by Lenny Tristano, and of course um, he and his school of music were really um, extensions of the principles, the modern jazz principles of of Charlie Parker. But uh, Tristano moved it in a slightly different direction. And a very, very important musician whose legacy in jazz music is somewhat lost today, sad to say. But his music is always very profound and um, respected all the great principles of jazz music. So we're going to hear some compositions. The first piece of music is called Progression. The second piece of music is called Tautology. The third is called Retrospection. The fourth is dedicated to um, Lenny's wife of the time, Judy Tristano, and it's called simply Judy. And the final tune actually is written by um, Lee Konitz, the alto saxophonist, and it's called Subconscious Lee. So here then is some very important and very interesting music, and I certainly hope you enjoy the music of Lenny Tristano and Lee Konitz. (laughs) ¶¶ 
Some music that was recorded back in 1949, which is really an extension of uh, some of the things that uh, Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie did, but moving in a different direction. And, of course, that was led by pianist Lenny Tristano, who had his own views on how jazz should sound and really started his own school of jazz, and and he's unfortunately been neglected by jazz historians. This was an important movement uh, in jazz music, and it uh, it brought in some very, very fine musicians, people like Warren Marsh and Don Ferreira and guitarist Billy Bauer, who we heard on these recordings, Lee Konitz, of course, um, and and others, and uh, w- it was really a, a, a new uh, school of jazz music, and it was rather unfairly treated um, by the historians, and, and still is to this day. And uh, these were prime examples of, uh, of Tristano's music, um, and uh, still 
very significant jazz performances. Lenny Tristano on piano with Billy Bauer on guitar, Arnold Fishkin on bass, Shelley Mann on drums, and Lee Konitz on alto saxophone. And, of course, Lee Konitz is the only living member of this band. And uh, Lee is uh, getting on in years and still performing and is one of the... Uh, was one of the very first alto saxophonists, modern alto saxophonists, not to sound like Charlie Parker. Konitz has got a great sense of humor, and and he's been. Um, there was a uh, somebody opened an interview with Lee, and said that to him, and said, you know, you were really the first uh, modern alto saxophonist who came out and was not influenced by Charlie Parker. And Konitz looked and he said, well, that's because I couldn't play like him. <laughs> Simple as that. And uh, there you go. Anyway, the pieces of music we heard were uh, actually the very first recordings um, done by Prestige Records. They were a fledgling label at the time. And uh, these were their very first recordings. So the first tune was uh, written by Lenny Tristano called Progression, as was the second tune called Tautology as was the third tune called Retrospection, and the fourth tune dedicated to Tristano's wife, who's called simply Judy, and the final tune we heard was written by Lee Konitz and called Subconscious Lee. Historic recordings recorded January 11th, 1949, and ending another edition of The Jazz Show, my name's Gavin Walker, and I hope you uh, have enjoyed the music this evening. And uh, if you listen to the whole show, good on you. If you listen to parts of it, great. You can always check us out on the, uh, on the podcast as well, which is uh, very easily accessible. You just get on to citr.ca and uh, hunt around, and you'll find uh, the podcast for all of our shows. All right. Thank you very much for being out there. The jazz feature next week, as I mentioned before, is going to be the music of Charles Mingus and the Jazz Workshop with Ted Curzon, trumpet, Eric Dolphy, alto saxophone, and bass clarinet, and Mr. Mingus on bass, and Danny Richmond on drums, just four musicians, uh, and a tremendous recording, one of Mingus's finest called Mingus Presents... Mingus. That's going to be our jazz feature next week. Take care. Enjoy the weather. It's absolutely gorgeous and will remain so for the next couple of weeks, as far as I know. So take it because, uh, you know, it all comes to an end, <laughs> as our show does tonight, too. So thanks again for being out there, and we'll see you in seven days' time. Bye-bye. Do but do.